Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Who needs freeze-dried food? Who needs to bring their own food at all? Now, there's talon teeth. Talon teeth are dental inserts you can throw into your mouth and become like the wild animal you are. Eat bark, bugs, and beavers at your leisure. Talon teeth. Check it out at bitethis.com. What's going on, backpacking and blisters family? This is Derek, and with me today is the only man who you will see got officially reprimanded by a professional zoologist on a podcast for the first time in history today, Carl <laughs> Mandrioli. It's never happened before, right? Never. Ever. This is the first before. time. Yeah. Shocking. First Shocking. time. And with me today is Derek Somerville, the only man that believes dogs love phones because they have caller IDs. and it just keeps getting worse everybody not worse here we are yeah uh we got a real zoologist man this is legit this is legit yeah this is Um, not a pretend this is not a fake person that like derek recruited to pretend she sounds legit she is legit she sounds and (laughs) she is legit from well you'll find out where she's from but i'm excited and hopefully you guys will learn something today for sure so yeah we actually threw out on our patreon uh, channel or whatever that is that um, she's gonna come on our show. So I asked them what questions they wanted to ask, and so we have some some listener questions, some fellow adventure questions we're gonna mm. put out there. Yeah, but, yeah. Bible verse James three seven. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. Whoa, whoa! If you could tame any animal, Derek, and make it your pet, which one would you choose? Sasquatch. I'm going to make Sasquatch my Oh, it's wow. not real. Wow. It's, but it's not real though. Um I'm going to say the I'm going to say the blue whale. Okay. So the blue whale. I would love to just ride on the back of a blue whale. Okay. So you'd have like a big tank at your house. So yeah. you could house the, Obviously. You could probably afford that, right? Yeah, that's no problem. Okay. Osprey budget, you know? It's not a big <laughs> deal. All right. Yeah. I was thinking you should say more like, you know, the Loch Ness monster or like the, the oh, Leviathan or yeah, something that's like easy. that. Yeah, that's easy. Okay. Yeah, that's that's easy. The Kraken. The Kraken. Um Kraken, Kraken. Yeah. Kraken. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to talk about, yeah, kind of interactions with various animals today and kind of as it relates to the wild, appropriate and inappropriate behavior, all sorts of things, all sorts of things. I'm excited. Okay. So without further ado, we have Ashley Colwick, zoologist, right now. Ashley, thank you for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Just got back from my first vacation a couple years and... Got a little tan for Michigan winter, so I'm good. Oh, In a couple of years. Couple of, where'd you go? We went to Cozumel. 
Oh, very nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Yeah, well, congratulations on a vacation. Thank you. Yeah, so can you tell us a little bit about yourself and um, kind of your role? And yeah, we'll go from there. Yeah, so currently I work for Michigan State University Extension and um, I actually work for Michigan Natural Features Inventory as a zoologist. Mm. So okay. that is a program of NatureServe, which is an international organization that has a presence in every single U.S. state and province and many other countries in Central and South America. Okay. Wow. Essentially, when you hear that an animal is globally imperiled or nationally endangered or state endangered, there are people like me all over that are c- continuously collecting data on mm. our state's plants, animals, and ecosystems basically to determine their status. Okay. Oh, okay. So for most of my career, I've worked with rare butterfly species. Oh, wow. And when I started with MSU a few years ago, I um, I wanted to start working with more, um, uh, more of a variety of different types of species. So now my work typically looks like in uh, March and April, I'm doing hawk raptor work so here nice. red-shouldered hawks and goss nice. hawks um this coming some this coming i, I say summer because the field season but this coming march which will still be winter for us i'll be doing some owl work in pictured rocks national lakeshore and oh, michigan's yeah. wow. upper peninsula okay. right That's cool yep so not only in full on winter but also all night <laughs> okay oh wow we almost were heading there actually in april so we might have yeah we almost could have ran into you but I think it's fair to say that based on what you just shared, you are overqualified for the questions <laughs> we're about to ask. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, okay. we've, we've got some, you know, just kind of general animal questions. We're not coming at things necessarily from a scientific perspective or from, you know, like looking at the data you've been collecting. We're coming at it as just kind of like curious. Joe and Jane average. Yeah, just curious. Yeah, just, you have animal, animal questions from the perspective of like, you know, outdoors people, hikers, backpackers, that kind of thing. Ask the animal genius right. questions. I love that title. So, so we have some we have some questions kind of, yeah, more general outdoorsy kind of animal questions. And mm-hmm. and then we've got some that might be a little bit off the wall, just to, just to warn you. <laughs> all, all Carl's. <laughs> Not all mine. Yeah, for sure. You, you know, in my in my job, the requirement to study only these rare species often results in we're going to the most remote mm. area. So for us, safety is absolutely okay. always number one. And a lot of the same safety concerns with wildlife, I'm sure you'd be concerned with while backpacking as well. So yeah, right. And and we and just before we jump into the questions, we we do take wildlife very seriously. But our podcast has a sense of humor at the same time. So just yeah. some some of these are going to be with, you know, tongue in cheek. So for sure. So let me let me start with you, Ashley. Here we go. Uh, what would be the one animal that you would not want to encounter in the wild? You, you know, it's interesting because the most dangerous animals are often the ones you're so not likely to ever encounter. And if you did, they would see you well before you were aware of their presence. Mm-hmm. For instance, I don't know how many times I've prob- I, probably been walking around and, you know, a big cat has been nearby totally just looking at me, walking around totally clueless. Right. But... But I would right. say um, that's true. A mother, an active mother of anything. Mm. Oh, okay. That's a good. Yeah, that's a good answer. So last spring, I had a couple bear encounters, and here in Michigan, it's the American black bear, which is not as large as the grizzly, but right. Right. still, when you see a bear, 
it's pretty scary um, for a minute. It's exhilarating, you know, it's all adrenaline. And so last spring, I was in Grayling, Michigan, doing some work on a military training facility. And I woke a bear up from hibernation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Way to so go. I'll, I'll tell you really quick what I did, which is I, I, we made eye contact with each other. I was maybe about 10 meters, oh, 10 boy. yards from it. And it was, it had Jeez. bed hair. I'm not even joking. And it was sitting up in this oh, dug okay. out um, kind of area underneath a tree. So you could see all the roots underneath because it had been in there. And oh, I just did, I maintained the eye contact and I slowly backed away and without making yep. myself any smaller, I was trying to reach into my backpack at the same time to grab my camera to get a good photo. But also, I was trying to grab my <laughs> peanut butter sandwich to hand to him in case he came at me. Wow. Not, oh, yeah, I was going to say, you're going to hand it to him? Like, here you go. She, she sees bare bed hair, and then she has the presence of mind to multitask for the selfie um, and the peanut butter sandwich. Right. That's, nice. that's some confidence right there. Wow. And when you said you woke the bear up, honestly, I was imagining you like poking it with a stick or something that's like what, that. That's, that's more of a Carl move. Yeah, so, yeah. Right, right. She's a professional, yeah. and she takes her work seriously. So yeah. Okay. Well, I think, those, I think those are fair answers. I was I was half expecting maybe like a dinosaur. Maybe it might, might be kind of the worst thing to encounter. <laughs> dinosaur. Wow. Dinosaur. Okay. But wrong wrong would, time frame. That's our take. <laughs> maybe, right. it, maybe a dinosaur fossil. I was just at the La Brea Tar Pits. <laughs> I was at the La Brea Tar Pits the other day, yeah. so I got a little scared there. So. <laughs> Um, what's your, what's your, what's your question? Okay. Yeah. So we got, we've got a listener question. This is from Mike from Northern California and he wants to know if there's any signs that we should be looking for on the trail that maybe we're about to have some sort of a wild animal encounter that might be particularly amazing or awesome or life threatening. Like if, if we should kind of just generally be aware whether that's like, you know, the little hairs going up on the back of our neck or just, just any thoughts in that regard? Like a loud growl. <laughs> if, if you're hearing consistent bird song and all of a sudden everything gets quiet, that would definitely strike an alarm bell in me. Somehow it's only happened to me once and I don't know what okay. was around me, but it was very strange. I was in Peru actually. And Dinosaur. Um, I don't know if it was a big cat uh -huh. or something, but it was one of the most bizarre situations I've ever been in to be in a tropical forest in complete silence. I, I might be able to shed some light on that. I've also <laughs> heard that birds stop singing when the people you're with have really bad BO and uh, <laughs> it's offensive and they fly away. So Carl, you know what I'm talking about. Um, so that's that's something else. You can, you can put that down in your notes. Another answer I would have is... Um, is I, I I personally have a very excellent sense of smell, which is oftentimes oh. not a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say it right. makes humanity difficult to be around. But I've definitely <laughs> smelt wild animals, smelled them before I really? saw them. Mm -hmm. Okay, can you differentiate smells like that? That's like a bear. That's a wolf. Like you know, just in the smell. Oh. I can for sure big cat smell. For sure. Okay. Not a lot wow. different than your house cat smell. Right. Um, and you can even sometimes then see a tree that they have um, scratched and okay. they'll often scratch and then pee. Pee on it, right. Right, yeah. right. Can you smell the pee? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, think about... What? Think about Dude, the... Dude, cat pee's the worst. Are you serious? I know, but we know I don't smell it out in the wild. Okay. Because they're so rare. 
They, and they have such right. huge mm. home ranges, right? And when and their litter box is a lot bigger. That's true. And when there's overlapping home ranges, you'll have multiple cats peeing in the same areas to delineate their ranges. A lot of pee out there. And you, you think about your average house cat weighs, what, 10 pounds? Yeah. So you think a wild cat's going to be, you know, depending on, there's a lot of different species of wild cats, but it's going to be a lot more pee than That's true. Litter right. Box. That's right. true. Right. That's. Yeah. We could go. I, I've got like five questions about cat pee, but I think we, yeah. <laughs> he loves pee. He loves pee. I have a coworker who's a mammologist, and you can have him on, and, and he'll ask, he'll answer all of your cat pee questions. questions let, let me get you another question. This is from Frank. He wants to know: Have you had any? Well, have you had to like learn any tracking skills? You know, and, and do you have any tips about tracking? If you had to like follow, like you said, you were like looking for certain animals sometimes. The main thing is. Um, not having your AirPods in, your he- headphones in when you're in the field and just being aware of your surroundings. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Do, do, have you had that problem where like zoologists, like fellow zoologists have actually had headphones in when you're out in the field? Well, when I lived in Canada, there was someone around Banff that was running and was attacked. And I, I believe okay. killed oh, they're not, oh. But they're, they're just that leisure, not not actually like on the job, obviously. Not a professional. Not a professional, no. Okay. No. no. Sorry, I didn't, mean Come to, on. I didn't mean to dismiss they were attacked while running. That's still horrible. Um, did, are they okay? Do they make it? I, I, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, wow. But okay. but I would say, I mean, I think looking at tracks is really interesting, but 90% of the right. time it's a raccoon. <laughs> 90% of the time it's a raccoon. Okay. That is good. Nice. Yeah. Good nice. to know. So we had this one where, where um, one of our listeners, Michael, had this experience and wanted to kind of know your take on it. So can you describe that, Derek? So it says, um, I once spooked an elk while hiking in Yellowstone. And he looked like he was about to charge. So I threw my arms up because I was told that would make me look bigger. He just looked confused, but it worked. Do you think he thought it was a big animal or did I just get lucky? I think a little bit of both. Yep. So for <laughs> okay. for an elk, you're not prey. So right, there's right. two types of animals you're going to run into. And one type are just going to be defending themselves and they're young. And then the other type might think you're food. However, okay. I don't really huh. know of a wild animal that would think that a full-grown adult human would be a an excellent meal, but I would I would say that in general, making yourself bigger, making yourself um, loud, if you think that animal is indeed going to charge you, is the the best bet. Yeah, because you can get hurt okay. from a large animal charging you, even if it doesn't want to oh, yeah. eat you. And right. I would say with with um, most animals, maintaining eye contact, not running and um making yourself big and maybe getting out of your backpack anything to throw at them if they do start charging just to distract them and is it ideal to kind of move slowly yep never run um don't turn your back and run and i know some people say that for some big cats to not maintain eye contact because they see that as a threat. I, I don't know how much I agree with that. Hmm. One of my friends, R- Renata, she's Brazilian. She was actually a part of a group of scientists a long time ago. This was over 10 years ago. She told me this story that all of these women in India were um, getting attacked by um, cats, tigers, when they were doing laundry, because when they're hunched over on the um, river bed, you know, doing their washing their clothes in the river, 
that they looked about the size of prey, you know, all bunched over like that. And she was a part of the team that developed these mask like head pieces for them to wear that just had eyes in the back of the head. Oh, Oh, that's I've seen those before. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So some people say don't make eye contact with an animal. Um, Yeah. But, you know, by the time an animal has decided it's going to charge you, you have likely made a lot of mistakes leading up to that. (laughs) And you should go into fight mode for sure. Right. Not not fight or flight, just the straight up fight. Just mode. hunker down, grab yeah, a rock, right. and go to go to work. And don't play dead until okay. it's on you, and then give up. You know, maybe if, okay. if that's okay. where you're at. Got it. Well, let's hope we don't get there. Yeah, for sure. One, one thought you you had mentioned earlier about you know trying to make yourself bigger. I think from I think Derek's takeaway on that one was you know maybe he needs to work out a little bit more, maybe put on a little more <laughs> muscle mass, and in the process, you, you Carl, a, you in the long, process, you got a long way to go. Just saying that. Uh, okay, we got a question from Jason. So he wanted to know if there's any sort of animal that consumes something that makes the animal dung a good fire starter. So I don't know if that's like an animal that eats <laughs> I haven't read these yet. wood or some sort of flammable material, and then it kind of comes out the other end. Any thoughts on that? Flammable poop. Right. Um, I, I would say animal dung would be at my very bottom of the list for a fire starter okay. because of the sensitive nose that I have. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> However, if you're going to use animal dung um, as a fire starter, I would say, yeah, something that has a grass-based diet mm, would be best. So, okay. um, you know, Native Americans in the plains used to use um, bison yeah. dung. Yeah. And then also I come across in looking for raptors since i'm looking up in the trees all the time i come across a lot of porcupines not, okay. not dinosaur and raptors carl okay Sorry. <laughs> yeah that's what my brothers always think that i'm out looking for velociraptors <laughs> right well that's what i thought <laughs> well, porcupines simple minds you bark okay you know so then huh. their poop comes out in little pellets that are like i don't know like the size of a really big pill you know okay. like a joke okay. pill. yeah interesting I was thinking when you said like grass-based diet, I was thinking like vegans maybe. <laughs> here's here's a poop quiz question. This is totally random. Which animal I believe has triangle poop? I think I, I saw this on TV. I don't know. Some moths have like star-shaped poop. Oh, oh. star-shaped. Oh, this is I didn't know that. Yeah, but that's called frass, not poop. So <laughs> I get I get it confused too. Okay. Sorry, what's the triangle? Oh, oh, I thought I thought it was the koala. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I could be. I think I think it's koala. That's out of my area of expertise down okay. under. Okay. So. Poop is not her area. Of expertise. Poop's not her area. Of expertise. Yeah. Okay. Well, I got. I, I more met Australian fauna. Oh, that's fair. Okay. <laughs> okay. So here's a question for you. Um, if animals tend to really like a person, does that give them the street credit? In the zoology community. Street cred is how they Street say cred, it. my bad. Yeah. I'm not as hip. So if you're talking about zoology as in someone that works in a zoo, I would say yes. If there's somebody that the Whoa, animals okay. really tend to like, yes. However, in my world, which is wildlife, I would say no, because it probably means you're doing something bad, like supplying them with treats. Right, you're feeding the pigeons, so to speak, <laughs> yeah. right? Right, right. 
Okay. Okay. That makes sense. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think about that way, but that makes but, sense. But I, I'd say a zookeeper that has a, you know, one of the great apes that really like it, I would say that that's, that's probably someone I would trust. And I think I was okay. at the Columbus Zoo for work once and there was someone that hadn't worked there for over a decade and came back and um, some of the apes remembered him. And I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, that's really mm-hmm. cool. I like that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's super cool. Uh, you uh, got you got a question? Yeah, speaking of the whole, you know, feeding the animals thing, when is it appropriate to feed wild an- wild animals aside from when they're really cute or really hungry? I would, I hate to be, you know, that person, but it's just never okay. Even if they are cute. Never okay, Derek. Never. Stop you know, it. And I, I had um, responded to your question about the hand sanitizer and getting an animal drunk and saying that I had accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> That's from a couple seasons ago. <laughs> I had accidentally got that Tyra, which is a, a large weasel, drunk off of my butterfly trap. Wow, actually. Oh, yeah, Dope. yeah, okay. So, actually, that's animal abuse. I don't know if you're aware. <laughs> um, I know. I felt really bad. Okay. Um, well, let, okay, let me ask you this one. If we, this is from, uh, this is from Nate. If we wanted to eradicate Bigfoot, what non-native animal from a local zoo should we break out? <laughs> uh, first of all, I don't even know if you're a Bigfoot person, but let's just say. The question you, assumes that you are. Well, the question <laughs> assumes she is, sadly. Well, but, my, but my question is like even further than Nate's question is like, have you ever smelled Bigfoot? Because I feel like she would smell Bigfoot <laughs> I with, would, the, with the nose, right? I would definitely smell Bigfoot. I feel like I, yes. that my scent okay. would pick up on that. You, you know what the most dangerous animal on earth is? The honey badger. Humans. Humans. Oh, for sure. Okay, so but, we, but we are apparently are the only species that can't find Bigfoot. So unless you have a blurry camera. So um, we got to keep working on that. I know. Um, it's actually, I hope we right? don't find them. I hope we don't. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Mi- oh, wait. Mission accomplished. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So I've got a question. I don't know that I threw this one at you ahead of time just to warn you. I, I apologize ahead of time. No, no. Keep yeah. going. This is good. Okay. What's your theory on cow mutilations? <laughs> what? Cow mutilations? Yeah, are you familiar with that? Yeah, I don't even know how to answer this either. Like, an a- is this an alien theory? Uh, there's one Ooh. theory about that for sure, but yeah, they find these cows that are completely, I don't want to get too graphic, but yeah, basically horrible things have happened to them, but there's like a surprising lack of sort of blood or evidence around them. Like ensanguination when they're... Yeah, t- like taking the blood out, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's just, yeah, and they just get kind of, they just get kind of wrecked and they're just like randomly out in the middle of these... You know, ranches that are very rural. Honestly, I'm baffled, and you know, I don't, I don't know my take on on that at all. But yeah, I mean, I'm baffled. I have no good answer for you. Okay, I think the universe no is way too large for us to even comprehend what we don't know. Well said. Yeah. Okay. So this is going down a different road. Then let's circle back to the cat. So I, I just had this idea, and you can. You know, tell me how creative or inappropriate this idea is after I share the story here. So we have a cat in our house and it was not my doing. I just feel like when you have a house cat, they just destroy your house, whether it's tearing things up or, you know, cat pee everywhere. Hmm. And so and then I kind of put two and two together. So there's a holiday where people come to your house and you give them things and they take things away for free. (laughs) Halloween, I'm talking about. Here we go. How inappropriate would it be for me to take my cat and just put it in somebody's candy bag 
Um, I, I mean... How old is the kid? <laughs> we'll say 10 or older. Yeah, I, w- I would say ask permission from the child first, and then... and then I From my child or for, 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 for them? For, well, maybe, maybe your kid's going to be pretty <laughs> All <laughs> children, Carl. All children. Oh, man. Would you like a cat instead of candy? Is that... I'm just imagining putting the cat in the person's the kid's candy bag. Who would not be excited about well, you, that? Well, it, it would have to be a kid that's carrying around a pillowcase, not a pumpkin. Right, right. Mm-hmm. That's so. fair. That's fair. There's some criteria there. Yeah. But re- regarding your cat issues, you know, cats are ca- how, the domesticated house cat is just such a curious creature because they still have so much wild left in them. So I think mm. we need to get you some more cat toys, honestly. Oh. You know, because they have yeah. all of that wild in them, scratching trees right. you know to mark their so maybe he's just not entertaining enough as an owner is i what think you're i think that yeah. might probably mm-hmm. or just as a person in general well we've already established <laughs> that but okay uh yeah the, the cat's my daughter's and that that's kind of yeah i, I was trying to kill two birds with, with the one stone there but anyway last question we got yeah um this is where yeah i'm just going to tell you straight up just some some things that have been going on here in the past with with me in particular and you can we're i'm kind of just giving you license to judge me specifically so please do harshly yeah. so I, I was trying to think of like three wild animal experiences that i've had where maybe we could have some kind of truth spoken our way and we could we could be the examples for mm-hmm. others so i'm going to give you three experiences that i've had and I want you to tell me, of the three, which was the worst decision okay. you can? Okay. In Yellowstone National Park, we had a grizzly bear come into our campground. I had, my daughter at the time was like one and a half years old. And so um, net result is I chased the grizzly bear out of the campsite. Chase it down the road. Wow, all right, that's so brave. Yeah, so brave. Because that grizzly was messing with a, well, mama, papa, you know? Yeah. Right. What, uh, and what did she say? Don't mess with moms and like But parent. I'm the papa in this case. Well, yeah, but it's a it's species to species. We happen to be one of the species that the mother and father may or typically stay with their young until they fledge, right? So mm. for some species, for instance, the goshawks, it's both the mom and the dad who are taking care of the nest. So hmm. some right. species, the dad doesn't stick around at all. Typically, right? yeah, yeah. That is not my That's household. Carl's. Oh, it's not your house? <laughs> it's okay. not my household. Okay, so then the next uh, next one was we went to uh, Grand Tetons, and I had an older gentleman with me who had not really experienced a whole lot with the wildlife, and so we came across a wild moose, and so I kind of went around the other side of the moose to try to make some sounds <laughs> to kind of scurry the moose up towards him so he could get a better wow. camera shot. And in process, I ended up getting pretty darn close to the moose, moose, probably within, I don't know, like five yards, I'd say, of the moose. So Smart. So there's that. Smart. I'm going to say you're, that. You're, no, I said I gave her license to judge, not you, Derek. That's that's the one. That's okay. the one for me. Okay. And then the third one is uh, I was teaching high school in Australia for a little bit and tried to break up a fight between two high school kids. So not quite wild animals, but close. Close. Eh, okay. That's like standard for school, though. Breaking up a fight? Well, it's not. Are they, You're not are supposed they, to do that. Are they teenagers? You're not supposed to break up a fight. Well, yeah. Are, you just let, hi- let, it, your, let it go? You just let to the clarify, fight go? Just to clarify, is your question, are high school kids teenagers? Yes. You, well, <laughs> you know, not if they got held back a few years like you. So, um, <laughs> And they're not, what are they, young adults? In that basically, yeah. That's that's why we have a lot of simple talks, you know. That's, that's why. So, yeah, what do you okay. think, Ashley? Okay. What, which your, is the worst decision out of the three? So, so I am going to judge you zero on one and three. I think oh, that... Okay. 
taking care of your family and protecting them from wildlife is, I, I support that. Hmm. And um, high school kids shouldn't be fighting, right? They should have. Well, uh, Australia is kind of wild west in a lot of ways. <laughs> but but I will say, no one should ever disrupt wildlife for a good photo. Disrupt. Okay. Way to go, Carl. For, oh, she said with the caveat, good photo. If you're multitasking while staring a, a, a bear down, that's okay, right? If you're but, multitasking, don't, don't, what does that well, mean? Because she was. <laughs> I was if you were li- my <laughs> she had the sandwich in the oh, camera. Were you listening oh, to the? She, I didn't. Listen. I didn't apply. I didn't. Listening is a poor, conclusion. a poor skill for him. Um, <laughs> but the, but she's saying, you know, don't encircle a moose and and maybe accidentally trap it, and something worse could have happened, Carl. Yeah. What if the fourth scenario was handing the bear the peanut butter and jelly sandwich, not throwing it at him, but handing it to him? Would that be worse than the moose or better than that, the moose? That is absurd. I was only because I because I was using one of those beeswax wraps for my lunch, so mm. I knew that it wasn't sealed. You see okay. how you, you see you see how he makes you defend yourself unintentionally. <laughs> like so that? if if the bear had just woken up from hibernation, it was starving, and there's no berries. You, you were just being thoughtful, is what I'm gathering. I, well, it was self defense because right. I was thinking exactly. if he was going to be coming towards me, it might have been because he smelled the food. So I was going to give the smell. Yeah, and who doesn't want a peanut butter sandwich? I mean, let's yeah. be honest. Yeah, you know. So I think actually now I'm putting pieces together here. Circling back to to a previous question we had about when it's appropriate to feed wildlife. It sounds like when your life's in danger, it's okay to feed the wildlife. You know, I didn't put that together that um, yeah. I had yeah broken my own rule. But I would, <laughs> you, know. you know, a couple of my coworkers buy those huge cases of sardines, and that's what they eat in the field all the time. And I just... Ooh. I mean, I, I like sardines, but I don't want to be, we're, we're not going to litter and just leave these sardine tins in the middle of the woods. Right. So right. then you're carrying around fishy smell on you all day, which if mm. I was a bear just waking up, I mean, that's what I would want to be eating, you know, so. And these are, these are the professionals, girl, carrying fish smells. I stuck a, I stuck a salmon wrapper down Carl's backpack. <laughs> and so I, maybe I'm, maybe I'm part zoologist. That was- <laughs> maybe that's what we're saying. <laughs> That was just to clarify. That was in grizzly bear country too, mm-hmm. like in an area that it was known to be there was lots of grizzly bears in Glacier National Park. That's what he did. That's well, the I'm, kind of I'm trying I to up your game, is what I'm trying to do. Okay, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. We, I think we got through all the questions. So that was great, Ashley. We really appreciate this. Thank you for for playing along with some of our ridiculous questions as well. But you actually, even in the process with the ridiculous questions, I think provided quite a lot of information yeah. for us to yeah to chew good. on for sure. That was really yeah. fun. Thank you. It's my pleasure. All right, man, that was awesome. What do you think about that? She just is a just a well of knowledge. Um, a well. A well, like okay. a deep well. Gotcha. You know? Yeah. She had a lot of good information. She was a good sport about some of your ridiculous questions. I'm glad that she talked about how absurd it was that you approached a moose and did what you did. Okay. And um, I think we all learned something. I learned, I mean, I just love the whole, like, she just was very matter of fact about a lot of things you know she just knows stuff about like the, the, the tracking stuff as far as like you know the birds getting quiet like this is little mm. things i never really thought about right i'm gonna pay attention to that next time out i'm on the trail whether or not you wear deodorant or not i'm mm. still gonna like listen to the birds or <laughs> listen to them not sing so I, I don't think you hear birds when you're on the trail i think that they automatically get quiet when you're walking down the trail Yes, because they want to see what I'm going to do. They respect me. <laughs> they want to see what are you going to do. They respect what me. are you going to do? You're just going to walk? What are you going to do? The, the, birds respect me. <laughs> birds, uh, you know, you scare them. So okay, there's, a, there's a difference. You have to recognize the silence is what it is. So. Just to clarify, 
birds respect you and I scare birds. Okay. Correct. <laughs> Got it. Now you're getting somewhere. Okay. Uh, I, a couple things to clear up here. So yeah. we had a Bigfoot question. Shocker, I know. But that actually was not from me. That was from listener Nate from Colorado Springs. So thank you for that. Now, had Nate not asked that question, I definitely would have chimed in with something, right? Oh, I think we both would have, yeah. Yeah. Really? Okay. Well, I was curious to see what, if I just said, do you believe in Bigfoot, like, what would you have said? Yeah, that's that's like entry-level question right there. You're better than that. I'm better than that, but are you better than that? Uh, Nate's better than that, because his question kind of assumed that she believed in Bigfoot, and then how do we eradicate it, which I thought Mm. was a creatively asked question. Yeah. What was your favorite listener question? Uh, I well, like I just mentioned before, I think the the thing about the um, tracking was really interesting to me because there's just I, I think I always find it fascinating, like you know what animals may be around. How could you find an animal if you needed to? If you're like a zoologist like her, like you know they're always like she's trying to find like certain animals when she's out there. So it was interesting to see like the little things that she'll pay attention to and notice right. on the trail. So um, I'm gonna try to implement. Uh, that stuff next time we go out okay the tracking question was from frank so frank well done uh i appreciate it carl does not thank you very much (laughs) that was great i appreciated all the questions and the way that we actually i don't know if anybody caught this but the way that we structured the interview was we we tried to ask like as legit as possible questions that we thought might be I don't know, like, you know, more answerable by a zoologist. And then we got increasingly more, you know, backpacking and blistersy. As well, one right? of your legit questions was, though, you know, should I give a kid a, a cat at Halloween? And then it went to ridiculous, I think. That was, that's <laughs> yeah, what you... That was a legit question. I think you really wanted to I do mean, that. let's be honest here. I, there's a lot of folks out there, a lot of fellow adventurers out there that probably own cats that are trying to figure out a way to nicely mm. get rid of it, right? Well, if you're trying to give it to a little kid, like she said, make sure sure um you check with the with the parents i think she said check with the kid which i'm happy to do because i think a lot of kids want the cats you think the kid's parents are uh gonna just like keep the cat i mean i think if the kid's parents are not willing to go walk around with them during halloween then that's just some of the repercussions they have when they come back okay that's fair because don't all kids come back with a bag full of stuff and not everything in the bag the parents want the kids well my mom my mom wouldn't let me eat candy if it wasn't wrapped so i don't know right about the cat doesn't need a collar they're sifting through. They're they're sifting through. They're gonna, right. We're gonna keep this candy. I guess we'll keep the cat too. Okay. Yeah. That that's that's fair. Okay. It's just I something to think about. Yeah. I really am glad that the professional. I'm gonna reiterate that professional zoologist and I resonated on what your most ridiculous scenario was, uh, and and getting too close to the moose. Right. Um. Forget the kids. Forget the grizzly. Yeah. Why are you five yards from a moose with ginormous antlers mm-hmm. that could impale and kill you i, I wish i could say that this is that i'm not going to make these types of mistakes anymore but is it just curiosity are you like I a cat know. i don't know what it is should i, I give you to somebody at halloween i mean <laughs> you know what i mean like <laughs> why are you so curious probably i don't, I don't know. know but yeah and i like and same question i like that you did not understand that high school students are teenagers that was a learning experience for you as well there <laughs> uh fact uh there's 10 year olds in college and there's also 20 year olds in high school right so right. That's, and that's the majority of them right exactly in colorado <laughs> at least in colorado castle yeah okay, okay. Yeah. uh man, so much to respond to i liked her bear story i liked that she was about to you know give the bear the the peanut butter and jelly sandwich that's just heads um, up it is heads up and that that kind of ended up like 
kind of unexpectedly tied in with the question we had about feeding the animals, which we know we don't feed the animals. We were just being silly with that question, but it's just good to hear from professionals. And well. we inadvertently, uh, as she said, we caught her breaking her own rule of feeding the animals. So, mm. you know, we're here to do all parts and services for right. everybody. Right, so. right, right. Okay. I think that was good. I think it's time for trivia, though. All right, let's okay, go. So here let's we go. do trivia. Okay. Right after this. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal develop high quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24 7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com. So I've got uh, animal trivia. Animal trivia. Yeah, for this? Okay. Okay. All right, here we go. All right. Uh, number one, which animal can only eat when tipped upside down? Like when their head's tipped up, upside down. Mm. A, flamingo. Mm-hmm. B, sloth. C, bat. Or D, tree. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh I know you want to say tree. Um, I'm going to say... I need the trivia question. Uh, I don't want to say anything. I think in your heart, though, you okay. want to say tree. Kind of. Um, okay, bat uh, can eat right side up. They can okay. eat the fruit off the tree. I've seen them do if it. If it's a fruit um, bat. If it's a fruit bat. So uh, I'm going to say sloth. Sloth. Okay, because sloths hang upside down, correct? Correct. Yeah, it's a flamingo. The flamingos can I knew only you were eat trying to trick upside me. down. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well... It is trivia. When, so. he, when, he, when he bends down, because I don't know if that's true, because I, I went to the zoo mm-hmm. and saw them eating little things out of the, out of the pond in the okay. stream. Well, email Ashley and confirm. Mm. But this is found on a legitimate site legitimate. called UpsideDownAnimals.com. That is absurd. <laughs> and I want to protest this trivia <laughs> question. Are you serious? This is ridiculous. I, I got a question wrong, so therefore I protest. What right? am I Your looking at at the zoo? Why am I looking at a... What, do you think he's drinking water? There's, there's I don't understand. Do I think that not one flamingo out of all fifty was was upside down okay. eating? Their whole body wasn't upside down. Their head was. I their head was that. not. Okay. Well. Okay. Email actually. Um. <laughs> uh, okay. Number two. Which creature can sleep for up to three years in one shot? A snail, B sloth, C koala, or D a Derek? Ooh, Derek yeah. is up to two years actually. Yeah, because of laziness. Uh, I believe it's the first answer. The snail. The can, A snail okay. can go over three years. You don't want to try sloth again, huh? No, I don't. Okay. No, I don't. Not. I mean, they're slow. They get they go so slow they get mold on them. But and koalas, they sleep 19 algae. hours a day. You don't think they can last for three years? No, I don't. Okay. No, Snail's don't. correct, my friend. Yeah. That is correct. Right. Okay. Okay. Right, last question. 
Which two animals are commonly associated with bidding somebody farewell and then seeing them after a small period of time? Which two? And there's no options, huh? I just have to know. Out of all the yeah. animals in the animal kingdom. Yeah. That's I'll give s- you a hint. It has to do with a saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even a hint. It is a hint. Which two animals are commonly yeah. associated with bidding somebody farewell? Yeah. I'm going to have to walk you through this. And yeah. then seeing them after a small period of time. Is yeah. this, this is like some ridiculous pun that I'm no. not catching? No, not really. I mean, I don't I don't really even know how to answer this. Like okay. a sloth and a snail? Okay. Uh, I don't know. I'll, I can walk you through it. So what do sure. you say when you bid somebody farewell? What, uh, what do you say? What I, I, well, you could say a did, but I say goodbye. <laughs> <That's> not, <laughs> goodbye. You say goodbye to people. They actually goodbye. say, they say, all right, Derek. And you say goodbye. <laughs> farewell. <laughs> you say farewell. You don't say farewell. I will see you on the morrow. Okay. You're getting closer. You're getting closer. <laughs> <This is so laughs> okay. How does right. anybody know? You say see you later. See you later, alligator. <laughs> oh, my. Gosh, that is, and then that after is a while, crocodile. <laughs> this is the, nobody should miss that. <laughs> we're gonna, oh, we're gonna, oh we're gosh. gonna check that trivia out. Fail, no, we're gonna take that out. Fail. That is not a trivia fail. Yeah. <laughs> you cannot handle fail. Ooh, you cannot. Handle I can't fail. handle horrible <laughs> questions that have no ridiculous. Oh, they're all ridiculous. Oh my gosh. All right, so there we go. Yeesh. We're gonna we're gonna track that, and that, my friend, is all I got. Guys, we'll see you next time on the B and B. Remember, if you see a ginormous, beautiful pink flamingo eating, his head will not always be upside down. Even the zoologist, you know, they couldn't even. She couldn't really figure out that Carl is the one mutilating all these cows for food and. I mean, he's got, it's a whole thing Colorado people do. And mainly in his in his city, they, they mutilate him and they like ship him. And then it's like, they blame it on the aliens. And I don't know what that's about, but I clearly need to get some newer, better backpacking friends. Uh, so if you go, if you know anybody, shoot me an email. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.